Welcome to Season 3 of Dating After Death, a podcast dedicated to the journey of finding love again after losing your forever person. And I'm your semi-anonymous host, but if you know, you know. Hi, everybody. This is an unusual type of episode for me. Usually, I really like to be sitting with somebody else in conversation, especially if I'm going to be on video, which I am for the patrons. I know I've done it a couple times as sort of update as to what's happening with my life, so I suppose we could just look at it that way. This is another update about what has been going on with me and where I see the direction of the Dating After Death Instagram page and the podcast. I'm going to kind of give you the overview of where I see things going for the Instagram page and the podcast. So let's get started. First of all, if you have been following along on Instagram at all, you know that I have put out an application to ask for contributors to the page. So I want to kind of explain my rationale behind that. I have had a really emotional, confusing roller coaster journey dating after losing my husband. I feel like I've been pretty self-aware throughout that process, which is why I'm able to write about it regularly. At the beginning, for like the first year of being in this new relationship, it was like I couldn't stop posting because I had so many things to say and so many conflicting emotions and opinions and things that felt new. You know, it's like, I think I've used this analogy before, but it's a little bit like being in a new country and you just are like processing everything. And then you write it all down because you're like, this is all new. So it was very therapeutic for me to get all of my thoughts onto the page. As the relationship progresses, I'm seeing more of a cyclical nature of the things that have been coming up for me, where I feel like things aren't so new anymore. We've been together two years now. And the things that come up are familiar to me. Um, They've come up before, or I've experienced this feeling before, and now I know how to manage them and sort of work through them a little bit better. So it doesn't feel sort of like, oh, that's a new thought or a new idea that somebody might be able to connect to in a new way. So from my end, there's like a little less content coming out of me naturally, and I don't want to force it. So there's that. There's also just sort of the whole rationale behind the podcast in the first place, which is that I am one individual with one story, one perspective, one culture, one race, identity, all of those things. And that is giving everybody who's following a very narrow view of this experience. I don't think the podcast does that because of the interviews, but I do think the Instagram page does. And so I really want to expand the perspective of the page to lots of different people and not only different humans, hopefully some men and some women, non-binary folks, whoever is interested. And I haven't selected the next contributors yet, but I would really like a variety of sort of where people sit in the dating experience. So I would love to have some contributors who aren't yet dating. I'd love some who have just gotten on the apps. I'd love some who have been struggling through the apps. I'd love some who are in a fresh relationship, who are in a year-long relationship, who are remarried. And I think it will be really interesting to see the differences and just to get all of those perspectives coming through more regularly. The way that that will pan out in terms of Instagram and the way that you see content coming from there is that 
The text boxes will remain the same. They will all be under the dating after death umbrella. None of them will be given an author. They will all remain anonymous. However, there will be a handful of us that will be listed if they want to be in a group of contributors so that you could then go and check out that person's page and kind of see what their life looks like on the non-dating end. Or maybe some of the contributors will be anonymous as well. So this brings me sort of to my anonymity or lack thereof. I have talked this through with my boyfriend and he has been completely 100% supportive of this from the very beginning. I mean, considering how much of his life is out here for people to listen to, even though he's anonymous and his name is never given and people don't know who he is, it's still his life. And I'm so thankful that he has been open to that because I know from hearing from you all time and time and time again, how important the podcast has been. Like it, it feels strange and very, very humbling to say that, that it's been important for people's lives, but I know it has been. And I know his encouragement of what I'm doing and acceptance of throwing his life out there to the public, despite the fact that he is a very private guy. I'm super grateful for that. Anyway, the reason I had remained anonymous for so long at the end of the day was for him, but he will remain remain anonymous and I will be one of the contributors to the page and I will continue to be the host of the podcast because I love doing it. I love having these conversations and I'm sure that there are other individuals out there and others of you that would also be excellent interviewers and hosts. And I will probably take on some guest hosts from time to time when things are a little busy in my life and I could use some help with that. But I really love doing it. And I think I have sort of discovered that this is a strength of mine to have real honest conversations with people about what's happening in their life. And I feel reluctant to hand over my baby. So I'll continue to host the podcast. I am, however, going to take a break for a little while and longer than just the summer. And that is because... If you know who I am already, you know this, but my children and I in just like six weeks are leaving to take a year-long trip around the world. This is a huge decision that I made about a year ago and I am just doing it and we're so excited and I stopped my teaching job and I'm just moving on to new things in life and this is the first huge adventure that we're going to take. And I'm really worried about working too much while we're doing this because ultimately I want this to be like in the moment with them, teaching them, learning with them, experiencing cultures together, the three of us. And I don't want to be distracted by work as much as possible. You know, like I'm going to have to work some and I'm going to have to maintain some of the things that I've set up for myself and for our family financially. But I don't want to overtax myself. So I need time to see how work-life balance is going to go when we're sort of out on the road. It may be that in my mind, it's going to be super busy and I'm not going to have time to do anything. And then we get there and it's like, oh, I actually have a lot of downtime and I can work in podcasts and I can do all that. So I don't want to commit to any particular time frame necessarily, although I sort of anticipate 
that I would take off until 2024 and then start fresh again then. Hopefully in the meantime, I will continue to conduct interviews with individuals and then just sort of put them aside for a handful of months until I can start releasing on a regular basis again. Because I know that the consistency of having an episode come out once a week is really nice for people. It gives them something to rely on. And I don't want it to just sort of be like throwing darts. And when I'm free, an episode comes out. That's sort of my vision right now for how things are going to go. As the Instagram page progresses, my expectation is that New contributors will be adding in. The aesthetic of the page will be the same. The voices will be varied. It will be really unclear, except for those of you who have like sort of been here since the beginning. What's me and what is other individuals speaking to the experience? But I will still be in the DMs and I'll still be the the Instagram host and all of that. And I'm going to be listing my name as a contributor to the page and the host. If you didn't know already, my name is Tiffany, and I will list my name in the show notes this week as the host of the show. I'm excited about that. It's felt very much like I've had two completely separate entities in my life for the last year and a half or so. One has been this growing community of beautiful humans and building the whole dating after death community, which like is so close to my heart. I mean, so many of you are people I call friends. I was just thinking about this today. I said to my daughter, oh yeah, I have a friend who lives in Colorado, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's an Instagram friend. (laughs) And it's because we're talking in the DMs all the time about our life. And, you know, I'm such a proponent of social media when it's used for good. I heard a commencement speech recently where someone said that social media was very isolating. And I wanted to stand up in the bleachers and say, no, it's not. It's not isolating. I think it can be if you're sitting in a room and you get lost in it and it's taking you away from something else that's actively happening. Like the reason I don't want to be on my phone all the time when I'm traveling with my kids, that would be isolating me from my children, of course, right? And then from me because of the screen between us. But for me and for so many of you I know, Social media has been a point of connection and a place to find other humans who are suffering through similar things, sometimes like shepherding others who are just finding their way through this shit show, sometimes asking those who are further down the road advice or vice versa. Like it's to me, it is such a beautiful thing, the community that has been built uh, for widows and you know, and I know this is happening in lots of other spaces as well. It's not like widows are the only ones who have this online community. It happens in lots of ways through Instagram. I think it's beautiful. I don't want to undervalue what it's done in my life, what it's probably done in your life. I'm super thankful for it. Anyway, I've had these two separate entities, right? My dating after death community and life, which I was trying to keep secret for so long. And I'm sure you can understand why, because I started this like, a year and a half after my husband died. And I had already been dating somebody for like six months and I felt guilty and I felt embarrassed and ashamed. And like still to this day, when I say my husband died three years ago and I've been with my boyfriend for two years, I still feel like, eek, that doesn't sound so good. Even though I know there is no 
too soon. You know, there's not. As long as you're doing your own work, as long as you're healthy, as long as you're sort of addressing your grief in a real way, and that your dating experience is authentic to everything that's happening in your life, and it's not isolated in and of itself. I was keeping it so separate for lots of reasons, and now I'm ready to merge those things. And I'm (laughs) finally ready to say, I don't mind that people know that this is my story and that I am in love again and that my heart is open and binding with somebody new and that that remains complicated and hard sometimes. And that just last week I was like, is this right? Is this the right thing? And then this week I'm like, oh, I want to be with him forever. You know, I mean, it's just, I, I'm so emotionally all over the place all the time. It's a new experience for me. A little bit like this rambling solo episode. (laughs) Anyway, I'm really ready to just be out there. And I have felt hypocritical in not doing that because I believe in the ability to just say, you know, I've been dating, but I, again, really wanted to protect my boyfriend and his, his privacy. So that is where we stand. I'm excited to sort of merge the two more and to see where this goes and what it can be. I'm also really excited about what's happened with Widows in the Wild. So this is just like sort of an aside, but maybe you know I launched Widows in the Wild and our first trip was in April in Costa Rica. There were 20 of us who, well, there were 19 of us actually who went. One girl had to back out at the end, unfortunately, but then our guide has her own similar story. And the experience was like overwhelmingly amazing. And I think it was felt in the community because then Dana Frost and I decided to work together to launch the next sort of series of Widows in the Wild. And I migrated that from Dating After Death over to my personal page, which is over at Rebuilding Joy. So Dana and I were working together to host these trips. The trip to Bali sold out in like six hours. Like, it's just like, yes, because the community is strong and Italy is like nearly full. We still have just a few slots left for that. It feels really exciting to continue the momentum with those trips because I think it gives men and women the opportunity to travel when they don't have their person, opportunity to travel when they need something for themselves. I will tell you, I have been ruthlessly selfish in time for myself. My support network has been above and beyond incredible about it. Like nobody makes me feel bad. I've left without my kids like five or six times and they're cared for, they're loved, they're supported. They have a million things happening here while I'm gone. I am so thankful to my village for the ability to do that. It takes a lot of coordinating on my end too, you know, um, But anyway, I think like I want to help people to do this because it's really helped me to travel. So I just love the idea of merging these two communities into one and making travel a part of it. I think that pretty much covers it all. I do want to tell you that next week for the final episode before the big break, Brooke Weinstein's going to be on. And I'm really looking forward to that because her story is really different. And I think she's 
hasn't talked at all really about her dating experience and she's going to do that. Her marriage was different as well. And where she was in her marriage when her partner died, it's, it's going to be a really fascinating one. And then if you follow Brooke or if you don't, I mean, she is like, like tip after tip after tip about parenting advice. So for me as a solo parent, I just eat that right up. Thrilled to be having her on next week. Also, as always, I want to thank BetterHelp for being a sponsor for so long. Like they've sponsored the show for over a year now. We have signed up a lot of people for therapy through BetterHelp, and I feel so thankful that they're offering us the discount. It's 10% off your first month's membership. It's just giving people a resource they need. If you know of any other companies that are interested in sponsoring the show, once we start back up again, I would love to talk to them. Um, Or if you're like, hey, this is a, a product or a service that would be awesome for the widow community that I think you should highlight on the podcast, please let me know. I would love to talk to them and reach out and see if they'd be interested in any sort of sponsorship. But thank you to BetterHelp. That link, in case you haven't caught it the hundreds of other times I've said it, is betterhelp.com slash datingafterdeath. I am still deciding on what to do about the Patreon. So I will let you know about that. Let's say next week. Okay. That's enough from me. I'll see you next week with Brooke. Bye, everyone.